Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. I always have to air drum the beginning. That's just, that's just always, it's always a thing. If you aren't here live with us at twitch.tv slash robots radio on Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, then you are missing out on my air drumming skills. Or you should go check out the videos up on our, our YouTube. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I am your host, Tom, or robots expert air drummer. And with me today is our expert uh, tuba player, Logan. Welcome, Logan. How's it going? Good, good. Although I, uh, I I turned in my tuba, unfortunately, uh, it was getting a little too loud for the apartment. So I'm going to try the cymbal next and see how that goes. Air like symbols, the, like like the guy yes. who just marches in the marching band and goes. Exactly. We're going to see how that works. Okay. I don't. I think it'll I work. I don't out. know many hit tunes that use just a cymbal crash every so often, but True. you might you might be better, more knowledgeable than I am about that. Well, here's the thing is I saw it on Fortnite as an emote and it looked so good that I tried to find a reason why I could do that emote out in public. And I think air symbols is my way to go. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's, I, that's my, I mean, you do you buddy. Um, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> that's always sounds judgy. I feel like it's one of those things that is, is supposed to be like accepting like, yeah, man, you do you, but it always sounds judgy. Anyway, welcome back to the cyberpunk lore cast. We are here this week to talk about some really cool stuff. I mean, well, there is some, unfortunate news that is hit in the last week and we need to address it but there's also some interesting details about some of the new technology that's coming out and we're going to be talking about our expectations for different platforms that you can play cyberpunk 2077 on the you know is it worth upgrading that kind of stuff we'll have that conversation at the end of the show i also wanted to say that um this topic actually came to me because i was interviewed this last weekend for uh, as a guest on a podcast, which I will, I'll, it's going to be coming out in a few weeks. I'll remind you guys in the future. Um, but the uh, the host of the podcast brought me on to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 and the potential influence that this game will have on not only the game industry, but technology and all sorts of things. It was a really good conversation. I'll share links for that in the next few weeks when it comes out. Um, but he uh, had mentioned that he had some thoughts on it. Like he, this, this is a guy who doesn't actually play console games very often. So he doesn't even have a modern console, but he's buying a PS five and a new TV and a sound system because he wants to play wow. this game. Yeah. He's super all in. So he wanted to hear my thoughts on this. And I was like, you know, it would be really cool for us to tackle a, a conversation about like what console to get or what kind of upgrades you need for your system and that kind of thing in order to really enjoy the game. So that's where we're going to go with this. But like I mentioned at the, at, you know, just a, just a minute ago, we have some some depressing news. It looks like things are being pushed back again. Uh, Logan, what's what's the details with this? Uh, well, yeah, 
this is this is one of those situations where I I wanted to play dumb. I wanted to to be like, oh, what do you mean it's delayed? That's uh, I can't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I think can't. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing it. reaction videos to any of these news things, and I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and <laughs> film one every day because almost every day there's some sort of like, what this thing happened, and I'm going to do the most r- ridiculous uh, How reaction could video. They? Yeah, that's going to be yeah. my new thing. Um, so if you, I guess if you guys haven't heard, which anyone that, that is listening to this, I, if you're, if you're type, if, if you're in the news, like we are, then chances are you probably already heard. But if you haven't, and this is the first you're hearing of it, I'm sorry that it had to come from us. But, uh, the, the truth of the matter is cyberpunk 2077 got pushed back to December 10th. It is a whole bag of issues um a whole bag of something yeah yeah (laughs) there's so much going around with that people are canceling their pre-orders people are are sending death threats to the to the the devs because as we all know death death threats that is exactly how you get games released you you send death threats and then they release the game because they're scared of dying like that works all the time i i can't think of any game that hasn't been released without people you are dumb if you're sending death threats to devs thinking it's going to change anything, especially online, it's not going to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it, also just, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's clued you in on this before, but sending a death threat to somebody anonymously on the internet is the most scumbaggy thing you could possibly do. I mean, it's aside from actually killing somebody because these are human beings who are working as hard as they can in order to bring you products that are not necessary for your sustenance of like your sustaining of existence. These are for your enjoyment. Should you have the money to buy them and the time to enjoy them. And by sending people like that death threats, you are absolutely the lowest form of humanity. And I posted this on Twitter this week. If you are doing that, then go ahead and unsubscribe from the podcast because I, we don't, we don't want to be, we don't want to be associated with you. There is clearly, and and let me let me get to this a little bit a little bit further. If that's something that you're willing to do, there's something else wrong in your life, worse than the fact that a game got delayed. Go get that looked at. Go get some therapy. Yeah. Go get some help. And it's not that I I I hate people, and it's not that my point is one that is not acceptable, and two, if you have that kind of issue, go get help, like professional help, because you need professional help. Yeah. So that's just, that's my stance on it. I've had some people on other uh, media outlets say like, oh, well, this is just like kids. This is just, you know, bored 13 year olds and stuff. Don't sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. And, but if it isn't, then yeah. Yeah. It's, I I hate to see it get chalked up to one of those ageist things. Like they're like, oh, well, it's just kids. They're just bored. They don't know what they're doing. They're how it impacts. It's like, no, there's there's regulations there's terms of services like if if that's what's going on then there has to be some sort of accountability for that like they need to get their account banned or they need to have like like maybe their parents sign off or get an email when their account their kids accounts banned so they have to be like all right well you know why did your account get banned and then they read the email and find out that they're sending death threats and it's like all right well now we have to have that conversation like there's so much going on with this but i didn't want to dwell on that too much other than just to condemn it um it's it's been it's weird you know because this game went gold and and that that really doesn't happen too often. I did some digging after talking to um, 
uh, Jameson from the DL podcast on the network as well too and he had mentioned about how this hasn't happened and i was like well how often has this happened turns out it's really only happened maybe a few times uh in in any generation like most of the time when a game goes gold which is the cert required to make sure that the game is in a playable form for the the systems that it's going to be released on uh has the game ever been delayed uh and and usually that's just a, a small delay right um in this instance, we found out that the game that was, you know, we found out it was going to be released on the 19th. Um, we found out in a uh, investors call that Adam Kaczynski uh, told investors that they were going to be delaying the game 21 days from the original 19th uh, to the 10th of December to ensure that the game is being optimized for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, which kind of sparked a lot of the conversation that we're probably going to be having tonight uh as as that is kind of the big question like is are those systems the current gen systems um holding back the game and i guess this kind of answers it as a resounding yes and they went in to say adam kaczynski says that it's it's ready for pc and it runs great on the next gen consoles uh he eagerly added that the game uh could have been shipped uh to the the november 19th if it wasn't for the xbox one playstation 4 um and and i wanted to pause there just kind of get your your overall thoughts do you think that that's fair if they were planning on making this game for the current gen to not target something that was going to hit uh a little safer to the original launch consoles or is it right for them to, to target the higher end um, I, I think that this is a development, this is a development question. At some point in development, you realize that it's going to launch later than expected. And, and what I'm, this game has taken seven years to come out. And so what I'm saying is somewhere around year four, <laughs> you're going, okay, this game's still not coming out in the next year. We should probably start targeting the next gen systems. So that's when... Yeah you expand development into ray tracing and higher text, you know, level textures and, and the kinds of things that uh, a more powerful CPU can do like more characters on screen, that kind of stuff. So you start mm-hmm. targeting that and now you're shooting for that and you realize that, okay, this game's going to come out very close to the launch of these new, new systems. So if it's a launch title, it needs to be absolutely stellar because in the past, if you have a really solid launch title, that, defines a system that can be a a console seller there's a lot of other business angles to that that are extremely beneficial so it makes sense that that becomes a primary focus so in doing that you're now focusing on building out the game in ways that you were hoping to and we're sure we're going to work on current generations and so you shoot for that and then you get to a point where you have to like tone things down in order to still work on current gen consoles because that's what was already promised was that this game would work on current gen consoles. If this game launches, and we're going to talk about frame rates and stuff at the second half of the episode, but if this game launches on current systems, PS4, Xbox One, and can't do a steady 30 frames per second at a reasonable resolution, then people are going to be very upset because they're going to say, well, I can't even, I can't play this. This requires, you know, shooting targets and driving a car fast and, and doing these kinds of things. It's, it's, you know, as much as it's an RPG, it's also an action game. How do you do that if you can't even hit a solid 30 frames per second? So my 
assumption is that that's the standard they're trying to hit and because the game is so large they need to go through all of these different zones all of these different quest lines all of these different areas different weapons different vehicles and make sure that all of these things still work you know 95% of the time at 30 frames per second so it, I mean it's a big endeavor it's a big thing yeah I, I feel like I, I guess my my main issue is is when did their eyes get too big for their stomach? You know, what, at what point did they see next gen coming and started targeting, uh, you know, upscaling or, or better resolution, you know, the 4K, 60, things like that. Mm-hmm. When did they get to the point where they're like, all right, well, we're going to target next gen and hopefully we'll be out during that time and we'll plan on that. Did they did they lose sight of how big their game got how how beautiful their game got to the point where they started having these issues with optimization for the the original launch con- launch consoles um well yeah i, I, don't, I don't know they, I, I, it's hard to say right it's hard to know yeah um, but there, there are a few reasons why it makes sense to push for for the the new generation of consoles um I mean, those oh, totally those are going to be the game sellers people are going to see the game in all of its 4k ray tracing glory and even though they can't necessarily afford a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or a high-end PC, they're still going to want to buy it for their, for their PS4 because at least they still get to play it, right? And then they can always yeah. upgrade later and play it in even better resolution and quality later. So that's that's the stuff that sells the game. So obviously from a marketing standpoint, they have to shoot for that. Um, it's, well, it's a rock and a hard place. Standpoint, yeah. it's, it's a rock yeah. and a hard place, you know? It's just it like if I was making this game and I knew that we were going to be having it out close to next gen, then yeah, I, w- I mean, we're not even going to be getting we're not even going to be getting the next gen versions at launch. Those aren't even coming until 2021. So they are, are purposefully targeting the power of the next gen consoles and PCs, even though this game is still going to be played backwards compatibility on the original console or the current console generation Mm -hmm. and i just i have i have a problem with that and personally because i'm like you know i understand there's a hundred million plus ps4s out there there's 50 to 60 million uh plus xboxes out there and there's tons of pc hardware across the board like if you want to target that generation as your your version then optimize for those versions and then you know give us the next gen version after launch cuz it's yeah. happening anyway but they lost sight of the the they got too greedy honestly in my opinion and they wanted to hit something that was going to hit over 4 teraflops of of like just raw gpu power uh based on their minimum specs and stuff for for the recommendations and i just think I just think that they really should have like paid a little more attention to what their market was, if that's how they were going to market it and then promise the next gen once the next gen actually came out and the delays gave them too good of a reason to, to pose this as a, as a next gen console game. Yeah, it's, it's complex. Um, uh, I think, and I think it's legit to be upset and, and say, you know, I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't know all the details about what got prioritized when or how it was done, but I, I can totally, I can totally understand being disappointed, you know? Yeah, that's fine. A lot like, of people, a lot of people will be too, but I, I mean, it's not for us to defend them. It's not for, it's not for us to, to, you know, get our pitchforks and, and torches out and start, you know, heading towards the office or anything like that. Sure, but I'm, sure. 
if if we're getting delays because they lost sight of of what their scope was then that's that's poor management i have to call them out on that yeah and hopefully it's a learning thing and hopefully it's something that you know they make the mistakes on this time and they realize that you know that's a problem and they make changes and, and they learn and move forward you know that's that's the most we can ask i i tend to have more patience with this stuff as i've gotten older because i, I would rather have a game that plays better and is delayed than something that is rushed out and then i just bounce off of true but at the same time like i'm and i'm i'm going to bat for the for the the angry mob here in this instance so sure, I'm, sure. I'm um to be perfectly honest in my situation i waited till after the game went gold uh and i got a secured xbox series x order in before i put in two weeks of vacation time two weeks vacation time for me starts on november 10th goes to the 23rd i was planning on playing all the next gen stuff and then still having a few days after cyberpunk to really chew into that and just spend a few days just really enjoying that content my two weeks is now totally changed up because i'm not going to get to to play cyberpunk until december and i'm not going to get to enjoy it the way i was anticipating it so and that's a that's a hard hard thing for people to say it's like okay even on the day before they announced that it was getting delayed they were their social media team was guaranteeing that there were not going to be any more delays that was on october 26th and then on the 27th they said that they were pushing it out and then they said that that was at the 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 devs themselves found out at the same time that the public did so right there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that i have on a management perspective from that kind of thing and and to kind of dive into the uh to dive into the into the the uh, investors meeting um kaczynski even said that uh they didn't think that the that the crunch that was going on was that bad but a a lot of people had moved on to other projects or weren't working that hard and it was really just the qa team that was putting in the long hours and then later on it was uh sent out to game industry biz um they got word from some of the devs that said that uh you know he he sent a a personal email kind of copying to the to the poor form on his comments on the investors call so he he does kind of recognize like what he said was a little a little uh um unempathy unempathetic (laughs) yeah not Uh not he wasn't being very uh empathetic to the people who had been putting a lot of time in um on an investor's call so it's sad that 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 kind of thing happens but this is one of those situations where someone messed up they only had to plan for six weeks of crunch now they're planning for for nine weeks of crunch and I really just wish um, I really wish that they had had a little better management on this, had had managed everyone's expectations, the dev team, ours, everyone's expectations better if they didn't realize this was going to happen. And I and I kind of want to blame. I mean, tinfoil hat here. I was going to make one. I'm not going to make one (laughs) because it'd be too loud. Tinfoil hat. Let's put put things on our heads. Yeah, I could. Oh, this is. There, oh, there you go. You have tinfoil. Okay, that's what that sound was early on. There you go. That's yeah. great. I've got I've got my uh, wipe my face rag. I've been I've been working out in the morning. So, I've been, so this is something I was going to mention later. I'm trying every morning to walk on the treadmill and play games. I'll be streaming this during weekdays around 10, 1030 in the morning. Uh, but that's all I've got nearby is a sweat rag. 
to put on my hat. I wipe my face with it. This is the this is the dirty one I used last week before I got sick. I didn't even take it out of the room. Gross. All right. Oh man. Come on. Okay. Well. Uh, Tinfoil uh, hat time. Yeah. All right. So tinfoil hat time. Um, I really think that the the they're they're saying that they're talking about how it's not optimized well for um, the original PlayStation Four and the original Xbox One. I, we just barely got the announcement that this game is going to be running on Stadia. This was not originally a, a game that was said that it was going to be coming to Stadia. Part of me thinks that this deal came this deal came in in the last six months and that they are still working on issues for it and that they are trying to uh, they're, they're trying to make sure that that Stadia will op, will work well because I I don't know if you've tried Stadia. I have gigabit internet. I tried uh, Stadia on my my Google browser on uh, on my computer. I tried playing Destiny Two. It was horrendously laggy really and i'm using wow. mouse and keyboard and i was like i have really really expensive internet i should not have it. it should feel like i'm playing on my computer and i went and i played it on my computer and i'm like no this is a much better experience huh. i really can't understand like why stadia is is being praised as much as it is um for people not having problems with it so i don't know huh. what was going on with that yeah but that's weird tinfoil hat I think that Stadia is to blame with this because it should have been held off to next year. I think that CD's uh, CD Project Red is trying to capitalize on all the ecosystems, all the platforms that it can. And while you, while it's easy to chalk it up as, uh, you know, oh, it's the it's the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four that we're having problems with. If it's actually Stadia, the people would just come out and be like, cut Stadia. It's oh not yeah, a big, yeah. It's not a big ecosystem. Everybody, everyone would be would be like, no, just no, unless yeah. unless somebody up top made some sort of deal they have to stand by. Oh, you know. So that's that's why I feel like I feel I can feel them coming after me. That's why I feel like <laughs> that's what that does. Is one is of it increases things. those senses that you can tell when other people are when they're when the man is coming for you. They're, yes, they're targeting me. Mm -hmm. uh, I can feel their rays. Yeah, no, I, that's why I feel like if people if they had come out and said hey are you guys wanting this on the 19th uh and and everything but no stadia or are you okay with the 10th with stadia everyone would be like nah screw stadia we don't we don't want stadia right. nobody wants stadia only a, a small handful of zealots want stadia and i feel like that that's the issue so that's kind of my like my thoughts and i think i'm going to stop there and, and okay we'll, take we'll off the hat. something else yeah again yeah. we don't really know but all of these things could be likely. I, I, I've mentioned this before. I've worked for companies where the, the CEO or the, you know, the people up top are making these kinds of decisions and they're making them fast and loose. And the people down below, the people, the devs, the people working on social media don't find out until like absolutely the last minute. And that's why things happen where they put out posts saying, oh yeah, this is absolutely releasing on this day because that's all the information they have. They, that's what has been told them. But somebody made a decision and hasn't told everyone else yet. And all of a sudden, you know, oh, Nope, we're wrong. Um, yeah, it's it, I, I feel it's the corporate culture. Okay. The corporate culture is just the, that's the nature of that, you know. And, yeah. I, and I'm not I'm not saying it to justify it. Say it's okay. I'm explaining that that's what happens, um, and it sucks. And and who the people who lose out are both the consumers and also the lower level employees because they're the ones who get thrown under the bus. Why was the social media guy messing this up? Well, he didn't know, you know. 
Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest shames is that so much of this usually comes down to like, oh, well, the social media team is the one that's going to get all the hatred. It's not going to be it's it's not going to. And then to get the death threats and stuff like that's going to devs, but that's also going to the the social media team as well, too. Right, so but they're not the decision the, makers. That's not even like exactly. one. Don't don't send yeah. death threats, but also. I mean, I guess if you do, at least send them to the right people. Like that's like that just sucks, you know. Like it's think about the last time you got called out for something that wasn't your fault, and the and the person oh, you're yeah. dealing with absolutely believes it was, and you're just like, I only I was doing my best. I was doing what I was thought I was supposed to do. It's not my fault. Like that feeling yeah. sucks. Now lay on top of that, somebody wanting your you know your family and your house to burn down and everybody to die. Like what? Because a game got yeah. delayed and it wasn't even your choice. I mean, that's, that's horrible. The 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 one other thing that I, it was kind of a result of this news um, was that we recently found out that CDPR stock fell about twenty five percent in two months uh, amid all of this uncertainty. So the last time it peaked was when they announced the uh, the um, oh was it the Witcher Mobile uh, the Gwent mm. kind of Pokemon Go. Uh, project that they they did that was back in uh, August over the last two months uh, their stock has dropped 25% and that doesn't really weigh in too much into the scope of things but it's definitely going to be something where CDPR is going to have to really have to answer to their investors like hey you know we really we really didn't manage this as well as we could have and you know their their stockholders are now losing lots of money over it uh, as a result and they're losing market cap as a result so even the people that have been you know supporting cdpr as stockholders and stuff they're losing because of the mismanagement as well too it's not just the devs it's not just the fans but the the, yeah. the company itself is losing because of this it's it's tough um and uh, at the end of the day is this going to matter in a year probably not but it's important to kind of focus on this when it's ripe because we have to make sure that this doesn't happen the way it happened for Witcher three, the way it happens for, you know, the next DLC, you know, we want to make sure that if, if, if we as consumers are playing these games and they shoot us a, a message saying like, Hey, we're planning on having cyberpunk 27 DLC uh, ready in 2022. We're like, all right, cool. Let me know in 2023 when it's actually ready right. and just right. don't hold them to dates, please. This is this is why for as much as much hate as Bethesda gets for messing up some of their messaging. This is why they don't announce games until a few months before they release. Um, and um, let's let me be more clear on that. They've announced that they're working on the Elder Scrolls six as a like, hey, don't worry, guys, we're still working on this. But they don't announce final launch dates until like usually it's within six or eight months of the game coming out. Um, but maybe that, maybe that needs to be tightened up more. This is, uh, and we are at the front of this horizon of very complex systems being programmed. And that includes video games. In fact, video games are usually the things pushing the boundaries on this stuff when it comes to software. Um, and think about it. Like how many games have taken this long to develop and actually put out into the world? How many games, uh, how many games are now over a hundred gigabytes in size? I mean, the size of games keeps increasing. The number of people working on them keeps increasing. The complexity of this keeps increasing. So we, we, as the consumers 
need to support the people who make the right decisions and we need to you know use our money as as our vote and we need to be able to say you know what if this is what i like and so i'm going to support it and this is what i don't like so i'm not going to support that so it's a complex thing but hopefully the longer this goes the more it smooths out the more the more these developers will know how to keep information under wraps release information to the right people when necessarily when necessary talk about release dates when those things are more certain all of those types of things but it's complex um i don't i don't know that i would want to be the ceo of a video game developer <laughs> like that's a very hard job um yeah uh, but hopefully they're they're learning and they're you know things like a 25 percent drop in stocks is that's the kind of thing that wakes those people up because that's hitting their bottom line getting getting a bad news article every so often that's annoying but 25 percent stock stock drop oh another tinfoil i see the tinfoil hat coming back okay all right I just remembered I had another theory that uh-huh. Uh-huh. the reason for the delay, the the main reason why I think the delay was coming in for December 10th is because it is a month after Xbox Series X gets released and uh, two days shy for the PS5. And I think they wanted ample time to make sure that all the news outlets had at least a month's worth of time with the game in preview uh, on the best consoles so that the Metacritic looks really good and their bonuses look really good. So they wanted to make sure to capitalize on everyone having all of like the all of the uh, the the best trays of racing and stuff. They wanted to make sure that the game was in its best form. And the best way to do that is to delay your game until well after the next gen Uh, console launch. uh, Interesting. Yeah, interesting speculation. Um, Guys, if you want to talk to us about this stuff, feel free to jump into the Robots Radio Discord and check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast channel. Send us your thoughts on this. Um, I don't always respond to everything, but I do read pretty much everything that gets posted on the Discord um, throughout the day as it gets posted. And if I have any two cents to add, sometimes I'll jump in. Um, But there's always conversations going in there, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this stuff and and all of that. Um, And if it affects your purchasing decision, because... You know, everyone, I, I firmly believe that if you are upset by this, you're allowed to be upset by it. If this is going to change what you're going to buy and why you're going to buy it, that's that's totally fine. That's up to you. That's your money. Spend it how you want. You know, just don't don't send death threats because that's not appropriate. So, all right. Well, we've got some tech specs to talk about and expectations for where you would want to play this. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. But let's go to the middle of the show. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, We also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Logan's got his uh, symbols going there. I don't I don't think there's a symbol. There's not much symbols happening in that section of the music. But I mean, again, the hat. 
Again, the, hi-hat the hi-hat on the, on the drums. <laughs> you didn't like have a, the hi-hat. I had the hi-hat. You're like a walking hi-hat. I get it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I imagine they're I imagine they're made out of uh, tin foil as well, too. Of course. So it just of course. it all works together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk about patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons who support the show. If you are interested in supporting us, check out. Uh, patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast you can get episodes without ads and there's even a tier where you can join us at the end of the month to talk about cyberpunk and especially with it coming out soon i'd love to have you guys on at the end of uh well it won't be this month but it won't be november but it'll be december and we can talk about our experiences with the game and that kind of stuff but before that we can even have a conversation at the end of november talking about what we're expecting and how we're going to be playing it and all that kind of stuff so go check that out it's a wonderful way to help support the show um, we very much appreciate it and uh, you can get all sorts of cool stuff also this show is brought to you by the sponsors of the robots radio network including audiobooks.com you can get three free audiobooks simply by clicking the link and signing up you don't need to buy anything so if you want to check out any of the books that we've talked about in the past if there's any other books that you would like to be listening to while you're writing in your car or you're working out you're at work any of those kinds of things go check that out it's three free books whatever ones you want everything I've looked up has been on there it's uh, and you can even search before you sign up. You can see if they have your book. So go check it out. Click the link in the show notes and uh, help support the show. All right, let's move on to the rest of the episode. So uh, <laughs> I mentioned Logan uh, at the we kind of stuck it in earlier in the episode that I've been trying to work out and by walking on a treadmill while playing games at my desk I have a standing like a desk and I can raise it up to standing level and I can walk on it and uh, I've done this for a while I haven't done it a lot in the last year I was used to do it for work more when I would work from home uh, during the day because I can like type emails and stuff like that while walking at kind of a slow pace playing games while doing that is a little bit more complex. So, so <laughs> the first day I tried it was, what was it? Wednesday or Thursday last week. I'm going to try and do it every day this week. I'm going to make it a thing. I want to at least walk for an hour. I'm going to be streaming. So if you're in chat, if you, uh, if you've ever been to my Twitch channel, if you've never been to my Twitch channel, I would love for you guys to come by and hang out with me and help support me. There will be some stream loots cards that do things like make me do push-ups or speed up the treadmill. So those are fun. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get some weird combinations of things like speed up treadmill, play the game with only one hand and wear your headphones backwards and things like that. And it's going to be just a mess. Um, but so I started with Hearthstone because I was like, I can definitely walk and move cards around on a screen, right? Like I can do that. That was fine. So I jumped into Fallout 76 and just kind of running around in the world doing stuff was okay. Then I jumped into a spec ops level or a spec uh, daily daily spec ops whatever it's called and had to deal with a bunch of robots coming at me and moving sideways and dodging things and that got a little dizzying I almost fell <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> I've guaranteed my chat that if I fall while playing that I will give everybody in chat a free uh, stream loots pack <laughs> just because, <laughs> because I fell um, so there's that <laughs> um, haven't fallen yet I've got the little cord that uh, daily ops thank you Nekamata um, I've got a little cord that attaches so the treadmill will stop if I fall down but I hope I don't hit myself put my head on anything um, so where am I going with this I'm hoping to be acclimated enough over the next month so when cyberpunk 2077 comes out I can do this I could play cyberpunk while walking on a treadmill 
It's like rubbing your belly and patting your head or patting your belly and rubbing. I don't know, whatever it's okay. It's difficult. First things first, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just make sure and assuage the fears of the listeners and myself. Please tell me you have that little waist emergency stop. Yes. Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Attached to you. yeah. 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 Okay. Here, yeah. This okay. is, this is the little, you can see in, in the camera, this little, this thing, it click, it claps onto my, like my waist. Yes. So yeah, cool. that that's there okay. because if I didn't, I would slide off the back of the treadmill and then it would like rub on my body and then tear all of my skin off. And that, that would be terrible. So no, this thing, I will fall down. I'll slide off the end and it'll stop. So yeah, we're good. Okay. Okay. And then I, the other thing for, for, for two, I have to commend you on your, on your willingness to uh to put yourself through the the gauntlet of dealing with stream and trying to walk and yes. play games at the same time because right. that is frightening i know how twitch chat is i know how you are chat i see you yeah i may not respond but i see you i know what you're planning don't do that to him yeah i need a co-host yeah no they're they're so. gonna they're gonna try and murder me through um through stream stream loots cards that make me do regular they're gonna speed up the treadmill and they're gonna yeah and then they're gonna put my headphones on backwards so everything on the left seems sounds like it's on the right and then i'm gonna be driving some car through night city shooting at people sideways out the window and my feet are gonna turn sideways and then i'm gonna just go whoop, whoop, and i'm gonna fall out and i'm gonna die and it will be your fault yeah. so yeah that's gonna happen but before that happens it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> So you guys That's can enjoy true. watching me do that. Um, so why did why did you decide that this was going to be the best way to experience cyberpunk? Well, it's not that it's the best way to experience cyberpunk. It's the best way for me <laughs> to commit to getting in better shape by doing this in the mornings. So this will be part part workout routine, uh, part spending time with the community, which I love doing and part streaming more, which I want to do. Um, it just so happens that since cyberpunk is coming out soon, that I'm going to want to play it. So I'm not going to want to like miss out on those, you know, the time I'm streaming in the morning just because I'm walking on treadmill, right? Like why is it, why should you get that in the way? Doing all of this is very difficult. <laughs> playing a game is fine. Playing a game and managing stream at the same time and chat. People don't know who don't, who don't stream. That becomes very difficult because your brain is constantly going back and forth between two things. Add on a third thing, like walking the whole time. And all of a sudden your brain, it's like your brain power only can do so many things at the same time. So that becomes even like, like I can drum, right? I can use all of my limbs on different rhythms at the same time. I can do that, but it's not easy. And if I was trying to, if I was trying to drum and have a conversation while reading something and I don't know, instructing somebody how to play a game at the same time, that would be very difficult to keep a steady rhythm. That's what happens. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's if you guys want to come join me, please come join me twitch.tv slash robots radio Okay, let's get into um, System requirements. We talked a little bit about this before we talked about the six system requirements for PC We mentioned that if you had a CPU that was built in the last four years chances are you're fine If you had kind of a mid-tier graphics card that has been been released released in the last four years You're probably fine um, Logan. I like what you put here where you listed out the teraflops from all the different systems. So let's let's dive into this a little bit. What exactly is yeah. a teraflop? That is, I have no idea. It is, the easy, <laughs> it is the easiest a, way to tell. Like, it's a computational is... metric for, um, <laughs> for, for graphics cards, basically. So basically, yeah. a graphics card can process X amount of information at, at a certain rate, right? So teraflops, so for example, uh, a PS4 on this list has 1.84 teraflops. It produces 1.84 teraflops. An Xbox One, 1.4 teraflops. 
So it's a little bit, a little bit less powerful than a PS4. Assuming everything else is even, the game settings are all in the same exact setting, the textures are all the same, the everything is the same, the Xbox One will perform a little bit less uh, than the PS4 by um, a roughly a measure of that percentage difference, right? So that's what, about 2.2, slower-ish? Maybe not yeah. even. Uh, maybe it's like 15% slower, something like that. Um, so according to the minimum requirements on a PC, they're recommending that you have a PC that can output roughly four teraflops. So this is at more the, at the low end. At the low end, this is more than double yeah. the bottom end of, say, a PS4 or an Xbox One. That is their minimum system requirements for a PC. The recommended That's, requirements for a PC is only 4.4 <laughs> teraflops. So it's only about 10% more, right? Oh my god, I can't I can't understand this. It is so so confusing to me where I'm like, okay, well, they they must have some amazing coders over there to be able to 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 target systems that are below that are sub two teraflops for power <laughs> and on consoles and then they're like oh and then for pc the low is going to be four teraflops and then the recommended is 4.4 4. so and as everyone yeah. knows 4.4 4 or like recommended is is really the low the recommended is like, really really low low is like do you want to actually play at all yes or no okay so here's <laughs> here's my theory on this here's my theory on this do you it, have a tinfoil hat? I, I well, yeah. Let me put my. I don't have. Let me okay. put my sweaty, my sweaty uh, <laughs> face. Yeah, it smells oh, great. It smells good. All right, I'm putting that uh, on my head. Okay, so uh, here's my theory. Yeah. Here's my theory on this. On PC, if you're a PC gamer now, you don't have a monitor that is. If you're 99 percent of PC gamers now, do not have a monitor that runs lower than 1080p. Yeah. It's very rare. It's very rare that you're a PC gamer with a monitor that runs lower than 1080p, right? And if you play games on PC, you're going to set it at the default for your monitor's resolution, 1080p. If you are a console gamer, you probably have a 1080p TV also, right? But console games regularly will reduce the internal rendered resolution compared to the default resolution of the TV they're on. So if they're shooting for a solid 30 frames per second, which would be the minimum, and they're trying to render it at 720, then it would make sense that they would upscale 720 to 1080 on something like a PS4 or Xbox One. Make sense? But no that PC gamer, sense, yeah. no PC gamer is going to want to render it at 720 and put it up on their 1080 screen because up close like this, it's going to look like garbage. But for these consoles, there are many games that do that. That's that's par for the course. So that that makes sense to me. That that's the difference in teraflops. You like my towel on my head still? Um, <laughs> okay. I'm going I'm to stack it even higher now. Okay. So here, let's 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 take this even further. A PS4 Pro does 4.2. 4.2 teraflops this makes a lot of sense to me because if the specs for pc are between 4 and 4.4 then ps4 pro i'm expecting will be able to render this at a native 1080 at at least 30 frames per second see where i'm going tracks it tracks. tracks it tracks and, and xbox I, one x I do agree. six six teraflops so that means that you'll probably be able to render at 1080 and get to maybe 60 frames per second Potentially. Yeah. Or at least a smoother, but more, well, more likely 40, 50 frames per second, somewhere in there, but a smoother for, level of gameplay. 
Yeah, for that, I think I think they tend to because it's mostly going to be it's either going to be 1080 or 4K. Uh, so I think they tended to, to lean more towards that 4K 30 than the 1080 60 in this instance. Um, so I, I would imagine most at least on my xbox one i think they were they were suggesting that it was going to be running at 4k 30 right which right. is what i was so anticipating 4k 30 right that and that makes sense because 4k is yes okay so let's let's just yeah. let's keep going with this so if we get to a ps5 or a series x the ps5 is pushing 10 plus teraflops series x pushes 12 so now we're now we're comfortably in 4K, maybe 4K 60 range. I'd have to say at least 4K 60. But like, you also have ray tracing, so that's going to reduce rendering output. True. Um, so there, true. Both of these systems are going to be pushing ray tracing, which the both the PC low and PC recommended settings aren't, and PS4, Xbox One aren't doing ray tracing. So now now we have a spec where they're pushing, trying to get. 4k ray tracing also if they have some sort of setting in in there that adaptively reduces the resolution but keeps the ray tracing on then it's one of those things where it'll it'll try to keep 60 frames pegged even at 4k without having to remove the ray tracing because that would be the most obvious right um so let's get into let's get i've got multiple hats on my head at this point um taking off the multiple hats noticed (laughs) <laughs> so so let's get into ray tracing what is ray tracing so ray tracing is this it's not a brand new technology but it is the big push for the new graphics cards that are coming out the 3070s the 3080s the 3090s by nvidia uh rtx cards even the 2080 the 2080 ti can push ray tracing but they don't do it as efficiently as the new system as the new cards the new amd cards which were just announced and are now getting out there for review the 6800 for example, can do ray tracing as well. These consoles are built using that technology. So in order to be able to use that technology, they're going, or at least and be able to put out the best graphics possible, they're going to use that technology because that's one of the big selling points. What is ray tracing? Ray tracing is actually modeling the movement of light through a scene. Traditionally in video games, they just have to, you know, synthesize light. They, they, they create what looks like a reflection or what looks like ambient lights that are reflecting off other things. Um, ray tracing actually models the movement of light through a scene so that when you're looking at a reflection in the mirror, you're seeing the lights bouncing from the light sources on the other side of them or on back behind you from the mirror. Um, if you're seeing a wet street, the lights reflecting in the, the puddles and the ripples of the puddles are actual lights in the game um, even the ambient lights off of things that aren't super reflective like dull surfaces and multiple lights in a scene can leave um, so um, one example here would be uh, like here I'm turning a light up on my face right if I put my hand in front of that light on me you see a shadow cast from my hand over my face but there are other lights in my room that are still casting lights on my face from other angles and I can, I can, all of those shadows are being actually rendered in reality by actual lights and the, the, you know, the rays of those lights hitting my face from different angles. Each of these lights is a slightly different color. So it's going to cast a slightly different color on my face. That's also going to reflect through my skin and all sorts of other things. This is where we're going with the technology. This is what's going to make things feel that much more real in this next, this next level of technology. So the idea is that they're going to want to keep that enabled in the new 
in the new consoles and on high-end PCs. So the idea would be, at least as far as a lot of games have been doing recently, is that they shoot for 4K, but then they can reduce it a little bit when things get really busy on scene without turning off things like ray tracing. Because if all of a sudden the pixel size increases a little bit, you're not going to notice it too much, especially in a really fast action, you know, focused scene. But if all of a sudden the reflections disappear off of the the wall in front of you or the the helmet on your character, it's going to be super obvious. So, yeah, that's that's my tinfoil hat. There we go. Yeah, there's there's a lot of tech involved with it. It's it's much, much more that involves, you know, how performance works as far as like uh, throwing in dynamic resolution to be able to adjust the resolution of different elements or uh, texture load and not being throttled by the CPU, but also having like dynamic scaling uh, as well to make sure that or uh, uh, variable refresh rates as well, just to make sure that, you know, it, whatever monitor you're using it can try and use ray tracing as much as possible and make up for it in other areas that aren't just going to directly result in a drop in resolution as well, or in frame rate for that matter. Right. Um, so a lot of it just depends on the whole setup, but uh, the, the, the idea of having diffuse lighting in, in a world that feels more real, that isn't just sharp angles because of spotlights and then like a global illuminator is going to be really nice. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to feel like you're actually going to uh, see around the, you know if you're if you're around a corner and there's an explosion you're going to be able to see the light from that explosion even though you're not directly looking at that light or that explosion and the ray tracing element is what's going to reflect off of the the floor the walls kind of bounce that light into your area and illuminate your area as well even though the the light itself is not directly shown on you uh from that explosion and Right. That's just going to add a lot of a lot of uh, information to rendering in games, and it's going to make games look great. But it is a lot of calculations, um, right. and I'm I'm looking forward to this next generation just purely because of the overhead that they're building with the the systems. Obviously, having the higher teraflops and having the the faster CPU is really going to make a difference on um, how easily they're able to to render this stuff out uh, and compute it all. And I'm hoping that with something like Unreal Five. Uh, they'll be able to really kind of tweak some of the numbers on that and be able to, to uh, offer uh, ray tracing that is less expensive um, hardware wise for, mm-hmm. for when games are being done. So it'll, yeah. it'll be it's really just, good to see this come out. Just like any other technology, it's going to, it's going to get better both on the hardware side and on the software side um, as we find more and more efficiencies for it. Um, Sibyl in chat says, I don't think we're getting ray tracing update for the next gen consoles until next year. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard as well. Um, if we if we get them at all, they haven't confirmed that. I would be surprised that they don't patch it at some point because it seems like even if people want options, right? So even if it takes, even if it drops the frame rate down to a steady thirty, some people are going to want to play with all the eye candy on, and they'll be willing to play at a lower frame rate. Some people are going to want the highest reaction times they can get, and they will reduce the eye candy. I mean, it's it's the way people still play Counter-Strike. Some people want 300 frames per second on Counter-Strike, so they still run it at medium or low settings, you know? But some people just, like, I'll play Counter-Strike. I'm not a pro player, but, yeah, I want I want the good textures, you know? Like, I don't want things to look like garbage on the scene. I don't care if my reaction time is dropped by 30 milliseconds. I'm not that, I'm not that good, you know? So, um, that's, that's my, that's my estimate here. So, I'll tell you what, Logan, to wrap this up, I was thinking it would be fun for us to put together what we think will be the 
default resolution and frame rate for each of these platforms. Okay. And we'll see who's Sounds right. Good. Okay. So um, I'll let you go and then I'll go because I've already thought about this, but, um, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to copy what you say, you know, like uh, you're going to say your thing. I'll say my thing. So, um, so for PS4, what do you think the default resolution and frame rate will be on average? We're talking average. It's like average level frame rate. I, I'm going to say we're talking and we're talking standard PS4. This isn't the upgraded the, the launch one uh, pro. This is just launch PS4. <sighs> That's tough because it's, it's like expectation versus reality. Do I think they're going to be able to hit 1080 30 mm, at some points maybe, but I, yeah. What about honestly, average? Would, what do you think average will be? Average? I'm going to say it's probably going to be. 1080 resolution and mm-hmm. it'll probably hit around 25 frames average 1080 25 okay i'm gonna yeah. say uh 720 i'm gonna say 800 um 30 i think that's what mm. they're gonna do that all right xbox one what do you think remember xbox one is a little bit a little bit less yeah yeah that one i'm i'm gonna say it's probably gonna have to be like 720 30 on that one i don't think it's gonna be able to to handle it for the the original Xbox, the VCR, the VCR one. Yeah, I agree. I'm 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 with you on that one. Um, okay, PS <laughs> PS Five. What do you think? Oh, uh, and this PS is this 5. is at launch. This is not ray tracing. This is not later upgrades. This is at launch. Like when we get when it's like December twelfth, and everybody's done their benchmarks, and we get tons of YouTube videos. What do you think the the PS Five will be at? I think they'll hit 4K 60 locked. 4K 60. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I would be really surprised if they couldn't. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 4K 50. Just to mm. mix it up a little bit, because I, I think I, they're gonna dip a little bit. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the average is gonna just slightly be lower than that. All right. What do you okay. think for the series? Okay, Xbox Series S. Not the X, the high-end one, oh. remember. So the PS5 is being released in two models. There's the digital one and then the one with the, the drive. They both basically have the same processing in them. The Xbox is being released at a Series S and a Series X. The S is powered less than the X. The X is the, is the highest, most powerful of the new consoles. The S is slightly below the PS5. Yeah, if, if you're looking at just like sheer teraflops, I think the S is... Uh, four teraflops just kind of base if, mm-hmm. if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've i've uh checked but i'm pretty sure it's it's four teraflops so i'm gonna say oh man just because of the faster cpu the same cpu that the uh, xbox series s has i think they're gonna go 1440 at uh at a uh, 60 frames per second 1440 60 you think that'll be the standard yeah okay i think the S is going to do uh, 1080, 60. I think it's going to be less mm. than we expect. Um, but you could be right. I don't know. Uh, all right. Series X, highest end system, highest end console. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, it's it's got to be 4K 60 locked. I'm, I will not accept anything less than 4K 60 <laughs> at this point. Right, right. Okay. I, I, think, I think 4K 60 is pretty solid for that too. All right. That's... 
so we got, we have some differences here. Um, we need to come up with some sort of uh, some sort of thing. In a few weeks, we'll check this once we have all the like the benchmarks out there, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see who's oh who's right. Are are we basing? Okay, so I'm I'm basing this off of not performance mode. By the way, all of my all of mine was like if I could have the best looking at whatever the like the highest yeah. resolution was yeah. what I was going for. Yeah, not, that's not fair. frame rate. That's okay. right. I agree. Um, so that's that's what we'll keep. Um, so yeah, cool, cool stuff. And we'll have to see. Um, but I, you know, I think I think this is. I think we're pretty close. I think we're in the ballpark. I hope so. If it's worse, <laughs> it's going to be so depressing. Like all this time that we've waited and all the pushbacks, and we're going to get less than four K sixty on on the next gen. Like ugh, that's rough. That's really, really rough. The The PS4 and the Xbox One, I think, are the two that I want to know the most about, though. I really want to see like how bad the re- resolution can get in some of those scenes. Because even yeah. with uh, even with like Gears 5 on an Xbox One X, um, that still drops frames. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it is not locked. And I'm like, man, these are these are still pretty powerful systems, all things considered. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You look at a lot of um, and and this is done from experience with other games. There are a lot of games that don't ever hit 1080 60 on PS4 and Xbox One. They just don't. Um, they they usually so reduce the resolution and try to hold 60 if it's an action game. Uh, but there's a lot there's a lot of games that just don't. There's a lot of games that just feel choppy on consoles because you know they're pushing. We're at the end of the console cycle. They're pushing the the envelope there. So. All yeah. right. Um, I here real quick. I wanted to show uh, before we wrap this up uh, the Neon Arcade, who you guys should be checking out on YouTube if you aren't already. It's another cyberpunk uh, source uh, content creator um, has created a video. And this this goes back uh, to September where they show some differences in scenes between RTX on. So ray tracing in the scene and ray tracing not in the scene. So I just wanted to kind of talk through this real quick to give you an example of what this looks like. I'll put it up on the screen for everybody watching the stream and watching um, the video. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. But this is basically the difference here. If you if we're starting with a scene that looks like a room, it doesn't matter what the room is, but there are some colored lights in the room and you can see in the room where there are reflections off of like the tiles on the floor, the colors of the lights shine on different fabrics, they blend with other colors. There's a lot of um, light work going here, and there's a lot of shadow. That's the other side of this, is there's shadows being casted from all of these lights and blending with other shadows. This scene looks very real to the way a room would actually look if if you had lighting set up just like this in a room. So, um, this is from a 2020 video. now. This scene here is the same scene from 2018 without ray tracing enabled. And you can see lighting in the same places. There's still lighting in, in, in different locations, but all of the lighting is is different because it's not actually reflecting on the ground in the same way. It's not casting shadows in the same way. You can see how this is obviously not as accurate as it would be in in real life or in a scene where the lights are being reflected and here's the two scenes side by side and again if you want to check this out on youtube go to the robots radio youtube you'll see this up and um this it'll come out the same day this comes out for everybody on on the podcast platforms but that i think this is a wonderful scene to just show the difference in the two renderings and how that creates a certain i don't know certain realness to things even not talking about reflections 
and mirrors or anything. This is just let, colored lights in a room. So there you go. It's definitely a lot more ambient too. And, and they've done a lot of work between the two builds to really kind of touch on just some of the, the UI choices that they've made in there. But the, I think the feeling is, is that it's, it's going to feel more real or more, um, I guess I'm trying to think of the, the alive is a good way when you have good lighting and you, and you can set up a, a room specifically and you can really kind of tweak the the numbers on some of the lighting and stuff. It can really create an atmosphere um, that I think that they're trying to achieve. And I think that the, the ray tracing is is clear that that is going to make a big difference based on just what we've seen from some of the stuff that they've shown two years ago to this year. It's that it's that level of and we were talking about this with the facial animation. It's that uncanny valley level of difference that like we as human beings are used to the way things look in the real world. And even if things look different in a video game, sometimes we can't pinpoint like why that is. This is one of the whys. When the lights actually work the way real lights work, our brains uh, don't have to suspend disbelief as much. All of a sudden it looks way more real to us. So again, exciting stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I fortunately have a 2080 Ti graphics card I bought a while back. Um, I'm getting it fixed right now because it was like it was like spinning up. I would do this the simplest things and it was just like overheating and spinning up full like well past 100% fan speed. Oh man! Um, so which means I think it came uh, disconnected from the core or the the you know the coolant wasn't good on there. But I wasn't gonna you know invalidate the the warranty by opening it up myself and fixing it, even though I probably could just in case it was something else. Um, so I sent it back. It's now been like at the manufacturer for the last two weeks. I'm waiting to get a notification that's shipping back to me. So, um, but I will be able to turn those graphics on. I just don't know that I'll be able to turn everything up all the way. Um, and I'm definitely not going to be playing at 4K because I've got a I've got an ultra wide screen that runs at uh, 3440 by 1440. Yeah, poor Tom. Right? Like these are first world problems. I'm not trying to complain, but I guess it, on some levels, it's kind of nice that it's being pushed back a little bit because hopefully I'll have my graphics card back by then. Um, <laughs> that's such that's a, true. That's yeah. such a sucky way to <laughs> like screw hey, everyone else in your vacation time. No. At least I'll have my graphics card back. You know, this is this is one of those weird situations where it's like it's a blessing in disguise because it gives me an opportunity to try out games that I honestly was going to pass on because I'm like, no, I don't want to start an Assassin's Creed Valhalla before uh, before um, Cyberpunk 27 comes out. I'm not that that's a dead game in my eyes. And now I'm like, yeah, I got time. (laughs) I could do Destiny and Assassin's Creed. I could play 20 hours of that and try and get through the main storyline. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, uh, Tom pushback <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many, there's still so many good games out there. And I, I've, we mentioned this before world of Warcraft. It got pushed back a little bit, but I'll have time to jump into that and play through maybe the new oh, campaign man. stuff. Um, I'm every so, so often, about that though. every so often I jump into a new, a new world of Warcraft campaign, at least play through parts of it. Um, uh, there's updates for fallout 76 coming with the brotherhood of steel. Who knows, but it's supposed to be by the end of the year. Maybe, so maybe that'll come out before then. I don't know. Um, There's Hyrule, uh, the the Calamity of Ganon. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Calamity yeah. is coming out, oh, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that for my son for his birthday. So much don't good stuff. Him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I won't. Don't, yeah. um, so we can play it together. That's the other fun thing about having kids is you can buy them birthday presents that are actually for you. Yeah. Like Mario as long, as long as they still like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 39 days. 39 days. We'll be there. We're going to make it. Um, Lots of other games to enjoy in the meantime. 
And as usual, guys, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear what you're playing. We've got a channel for that on the Discord as well. So jump in and let us know. Logan, anything else cool going on? I know that there was some really fun Halloweeny stuff going on in Sea of Thieves. Oh man, I've been having a good time in Sea of Thieves. We've been we've been running around, we've been killing skeletons, we've been lighting lanterns and being all spoopy. But the the main thing is uh I partnered up with the Red Diamond Courier this week to yeah. do a Halloween swap and I dove into ESO for Elder Scrolls Online for the first time, and that game is so much different than World of Warcraft. I'm so confused. Yeah, but yes. I had a really <laughs> it is. I'm I, I never played much of Skyrim and I never played uh, any ESO. So like everything's different and awkward. And I feel like a teenager who's like trying to figure out all of these emotions I'm dealing with right now. Uh, but go over to the Red Diamond Career if you want to hear my thoughts on ESO and definitely jump into the Keelhauled podcast if you want to hear the uh, Red Diamond crew uh, and their experience with uh, trying out Sea of Thieves yeah. um, after all these updates and stuff. So other than that, just uh, hit me up on Twitter at CAPT underscore LOG or in the discord uh, i always appreciate seeing your guys's comments for sure and we had some other shows swap as well so if you're interested in any of that check out um I'll just jump in the discord and ask about it um we had a one of our movie podcasts swap with our chad of fallout 76 story podcast which is like voice acted and and all that stuff and they we have that crew doing a movie review and we have the movie review crew acting out <laughs> the fallout uh like situation can't wait to hear those. Those are going to be awesome. I was going to swap with one of the other shows, but between everything I've been going through and also with all the migraines and crap, and I just haven't had the, I just haven't had the capacity to do it. But I'm working, guys. Come help me work out every morning. It's going to help me. It's going to help me physically be in better shape and mentally be in better shape, and I'll be able to keep making more content. Um, so um, I really look forward to hanging out with you guys in the mornings, and I'll be back tomorrow night for the fall forecast because every every uh, few days, <laughs> Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we've got a show in the evening. So come hang out with us. Thank you, chat, for being here and everybody else for supporting the show and just being awesome. This community is great. And we look forward to uh, seeing you guys again next week. All right, guys. Take it easy. See you later. Stay safe in Night City. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast.
Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. 